Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from New York, it's the show that's bringing you even more Nick Wright. It's first things first. Today, Trey Lance to Dallas. Hold on, is Trey Lance competing with Dak for a job, Brew? We find out. Meanwhile, uh, no. Rodgers makes his Jets debut, and I admit, threw one good pass. Still short of 300 yards. Why we're worried about week one. And finally, I'm not. Well, after a week of teasing you, it is time for prediction week. We are here. These predictions will be carved in stone, and we will be mocked mercilessly if we get them wrong. Alongside Chris Broussard, I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick, yeah. you're back. You've been on FS1 since noon today. Yeah. What a treat I'm for the Nick audience. Right. Yeah, thank thank you. My prediction, <laughs> Michael Irvin, Richard Sherman, Keyshawn Johnson join Undisputed. Oh, That's my prediction. Oh. One for one. I got I'm already ahead. And Lil Wayne. And Lil Wayne. He's on early. We start with the end of the Trey Lance era in San Francisco. After trading three firsts and a third-round pick to move up nine spots to draft Trey Lance, the 49ers gave him four starts in two years and now say goodbye. Traded him to Dallas for a fourth-round pick. Here's Kyle Shanahan. I always feel like I let Trey down. I mean, I wanted him to come here. I believe in Trey. I believed in him before we took him, and I'm responsible for that. Um, I didn't want to throw him into the heat of battle right away, but I thought he needed to play, so we tried to figure out every way to do that. So yeah. we trade him to the Cowboys where he's not going to get a chance to play. Uh, How bad did the 49ers botch this? I mean, they got less out of a top pick than any top five pick in modern NFL history. Whoa. I mean, that's just the facts. No, no, no. As far as snaps or games played, no, team, no player drafting the top five has ever played less for a team than the Niners just got from Trey Lance. So disaster? Yeah. Unmitigated? A franchise <laughs> altering? Sure. I mean, it is. And... The, the, we can give the Niners credit for excellent roster development, for finding mm-hmm. gems in the draft like Hofanga, who's an all-pro they got in the mid-rounds, for having maybe top-to-bottom, not maybe, definitely a top-five roster, and what some people would argue is, outside of the quarterback position, the best roster in <clears> football, <throat> while also saying this one total inability – to correctly evaluate the quarterback position, to have a plan and stick with it, is likely the reason that a team that could have won multiple Super Bowls is going to end up with zero. Well, that's And that's crippling. And so if you just always wanted the Brock Purdy type, who now you're in love with, just don't screw it up, be a caretaker, then you stay there at 12 and either draft 
Brock Purdy 1.0 and Mac Jones, or you keep Jimmy Garoppolo and you draft the guy who went 12, Micah Parsons. If you wanted a true difference maker to the tune of trading three first-round picks and a third-round pick for an elite athlete, then you see it through. Instead, they went half measure, followed by falling backwards into Purdy and hoping and praying he's the guy. And if he's not, at least we have, checks notes, Sam Darnold. It's a disaster. Maybe it won't kill him, Brew, oh, but it's, it's a, not disaster. a disaster. It's, it's not. Now, look, it, there is no way to defend that they screwed up the draft. Well, then. What was it, three years ago? Yeah. Right. All right. To give up all of that. For a guy that didn't play, I mean, you could, I'd argue a Ryan Leaf, a Jamarcus Russell, those were worse for a team, but it's worse because the Niners are still in good position. All right, that, so there's no defending giving up all of that for a guy that played four games for you or started four games for you. I would also argue that the end of it was bad too because, I, look, Trey Lance, with their injury history at quarterback, and we've talked briefly about how it's some of their blocking schemes create that yep. with the quarterbacks getting hurt. Brock Purdy, number one, could get hurt. We yep. hope not. Number two, could, I don't think so, but could turn back into a pumpkin. Okay? Yep. Sam Darnold, your backup. We, we haven't seen him play good football. Maybe we'll in this offense. Maybe he won't. My point is, what was the harm in keeping Trey Lance as your third stringer in case the guys in front of him get hurt? So, on the beginning and the end, we're bad. Here's where I disagree with you, Nick. It's not a disaster. That remains to be seen. What if they win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? I don't even – I hesitate to even say with Sam Darnold, but with Brock Purdy in the next two or three years. Can we really say it was a disaster, especially if Trey Lance – we don't hear from him again, which is very possible. He's not going to play anytime soon in Dallas. So if we don't ever hear from Trey Lance again and Brock Purdy becomes a guy that may make a Pro Bowl or two and they win a Super Bowl, how in the world can we say it was a disaster? And, and Purdy maybe even no, more no, than that. If they win a Super Bowl, then just like, listen, I think the Rams, the way they have run their team over the last few years, is foolish. But they won a Super Bowl. This so won't they get be to that, say, though. You no, admit that. No, They're no, no. not going to fall apart like that. No, I don't think that at all. My point is winning a Super Bowl is kind of the panacea for everything. Like, mm-hmm. you can't blame anyone. We won the Super Bowl hard to win. But what I am saying is Brock Purdy now, in my opinion, must be con- considered consensus better than Jimmy Garoppolo for this to be salvageable. Because they had Jimmy Garoppolo, right. and they forced him out of the building because they said, we must get better at this position. We have to have a difference maker at this position. And then they didn't have the stomach for it. Was that it, though? See, I, I just and you've been saying that, you know, for a mm-hmm. few weeks now, that, well, two years ago they were all in on Trey Lance, or a year ago. I'm not so sure they were. I think they wanted to get – they knew Jimmy G, you couldn't trust him because he might get hurt, which is obviously the case almost every year. So, number one, he he wasn't great, but he might – the injuries was a problem, and they wanted to get off of that money and get a quarterback on his rookie scale so they could build around him everybody else, which is what they've done. And so, I look, who was going to start if not Jimmy G? It was – it had to be Trey Lance. Brock Purdy, you're not – 
I don't care how good Brock Purdy may have looked in preseason. You are not starting Mr. Irrelevant ahead of a guy you drafted third his rookie year. They could have gotten Sam Darnold, traded for him. He's nah, but young. They, 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 I'm just saying them putting in Trey Lance last year as a starter didn't mean, oh, we found our guy. It was like, no, okay, we're moving on from Jimmy G. But hold right, on. But we, it was either him or Jimmy G, what? and they didn't trust Jimmy G to stay healthy, and they wanted to get off his money. No, but they didn't get off his money, and he was on the well, roster. Some of they, you're right, but he was on the roster. They could have started Jimmy G last year. They made it very clear. We think we need a real. They, there is no. They could have just stayed at twelve mm-hmm. and dra- and see if Mac Jones falls to him or see if Trey Lance falls to him. It is. Well, there's no denying right, that. And, and to, my point is, if to go to take a player that you knew was this raw that you knew was going to be a, as big of a work in progress as anyone in the draft, and then to abandon it this quickly, not just in service of, of Brock Purdy, but in service of Sam Darnold, is an all-time disaster. Well, you know what that tells you. They don't think he can play. I, I think, think it does. It's me. one thing for Brock Purdy, who played much better than him. Mm-hmm. For Sam Darnold, to go out and get Sam Darnold, you don't think Trey Lance can That's play. Right. Uh, the surprising trade shocked fans, sports analysts, and... Cowboys players alike. Here's Jerry Jones and Dak. Take a listen. Did you guys give Dak a heads up that this was coming? Did anybody in your organization give Dak a heads up that this was coming down? No. Uh, we, uh, 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 we didn't tell anybody until we did it. Period. There was nobody that knew it. I, we told Mike after we'd done it. Then you had but my point is, we just wanted to get it done. Have you talked to Dak since then? No, I have not. To be honest with you, I'm not surprised by anything anymore. Uh, you've been in this league eight years, been on this team. Uh, it's hard to say that I was surprised, to be honest with you. What was Dak going to do? Get on the phone and submarine the trade? No, if but you things told leak. You tell your agent it leaks. I mean, I, I, I what? So you're saying they should have told? Him I think it's bizarre. How I, should Dak feel about the trade trade? I think it's strange. I, I, I think, it, personally, I think Dak should feel great in this regard. What? It's another – listen, the Cowboys, I know it seems weird because Jer- Jerry's hokey and he talks about glory hole and all these funny quotes. They're a well-run team, man. They hit on the draft. They don't have a single bad contract. And they just bought l- as low as you can buy on a potential high upside. And the reason you don't have to tell Dak is because – he is not Dak's competition. Right. He is eventually Cooper Rush's competition. He is also an insurance policy if in, in a year Dak plays ultra hardball with the p- pending contract extension that we've talked about because they can't franchise tag him in two years, that, hey, maybe we have a developmental player that's, that has higher upside than Cooper Rush. But Dak shouldn't be, unless Dak was like best buds with Will Greer, they see, he, he shouldn't be upset about this. Well, yeah, that's an interesting point you make because, you know, we saw his body language. He didn't look thrilled because no. of the trade. But I didn't – I'm not an expert in body language, but I didn't see a guy that's worried that, oh, man, they brought in my competition. I saw a guy that legitimately seems to have lost a close teammate, if not a friend, in Will Greer. He's been there a couple years. You're obviously close in the quarterback room. So that seemed to bother him. But what that – look, for those who think Dak should be worried that, oh, Trey Lance has brought in to take my job – if he wasn't worried about Cooper Rush, who went 4-1 and one and beat Cincinnati and a couple of division rivals, That's right. he's not going to worry about Trey Lance. Now, but you guys know what I always say about Dallas. Jerry Jones. F game. 
the F game from Jerry Jones. He is always creating unnecessary distractions. And that's what this is. This is an unnecessary So you distraction. don't like the trade? They look on on a foot from a football sense, I do like it because you, you're right. You got a guy that might be able to play, mm-hmm. could certainly be a backup to Dak, and he could probably play similar to Dak as far as style for nothing, right? For a fourth round pick. But today, every show like this on multiple networks is talking about, oh, is Trey Lance eventually the starter for Dak? Oh, does this give Jerry Jones leverage in their upcoming contract negotiations? It's an unnecessary distraction. And that's what Jerry Jones is always creating with his team. And that's a problem. Do you think this was a good move for Trey? Because it felt like he wasn't going to – he couldn't beat out um, Sam Darnold for the number two spot. Now you're in Dallas. I don't think you're beating out Cooper Rush. So how are you supposed to develop as the third-string guy in Dallas? Can I say something real quick about who he can and can't beat out? Sure. I think what hurt him in the Darnold competition was if Trey Lance, you want your backup quarterback to play stylistically as similar as possible to your starting quarterback. And obviously they were going to have a totally different offense last year when Lance was the starter than the one Purdy runs. And so if Purdy's your unquestioned starter, having your backup be a guy who is just a worse version of Purdy as opposed to a guy who would have a totally different style of offense. Possibly. I think that makes sense. Albert Breer said that today on The Herd. I thought it was smart. Possibly. I think it's a good point. The, if, if let's say Atlanta was the second place team it was trying to trade for Trey, then I would have said that would have been better for Trey. Mm-hmm. Good because you can get on the field. Great. But we heard Buffalo might have been, you know, was one of the teams calling. It's not to compete with Josh Allen. Right. You know what I mean? It's, so I don't think Trey was going to be, it looks like, you know, competing for a starting spot for anybody this year. I do, I do think Dallas is a well-run team. I know, again, I think they do smart things. They don't have any bad contracts. They consistently hit on draft picks. And this, to me, is saying, even though I have problems with Mike McCarthy's clock management, getting him, getting him in a program that does a good job in developing players. Cooper Rush didn't develop out of nowhere. Dak didn't develop out of nowhere. And saying, hey, see what you can turn into, and maybe by the end of the year, Brew, do you think he could have a package? Do you think no, they could have? No, no. So you don't, you don't. Starting quarterbacks don't like when somebody's brought in to have a package. Uh, I want to be in there every play if I'm running the, start. the ball for Mike. the most part. I mean, like, here's the thing: I don't think it's good for Trey because he's clearly the third stringer. Okay, and how much is he going to develop when he's running scout team reps? Against one of the best defenses in football. Maybe a lot. Is he really going to look good? He's probably not going to look very good. And his confidence already is shaken. So it's probably going to be shaken even more when Micah Parsons and those guys are tearing him up. So, um, In other bonus quarterback news, here's Jerry talking about bolstering the quarterback room through the draft. And hold on. You're going to draft Jalen Hurts? Take a listen. Just an opportunity that uh, uh, we have thought about many times, try to get to. Uh, uh, if he had hung around long enough, uh, we might have done this on the Philadelphia quarterback back two years ago. That bruised something. Why? That's what I'm saying. Why? <laughs> Unnecessary distraction. This is nothing in that there's no way Jalen Hurts ever plays for the Cowboys, or at least anytime soon. So why are you bringing it up? Because he's awesome. It's not like Trey Lance, okay, we don't even know if he can play. Jalen Hurts we know can play. Mm -hmm. And you're now telling your starting quarterback, 
we really wanted him, who right now looks better than Dak. And again, he's never going to Dallas, so why? Bro. It's an unnecessary distraction. Hold again. on. Aren't you, Mr. – haven't I heard you say that if, you know, if any of these comments or if anything like that shakes a guy's confidence, then he's not the guy anyway? Yep. So, w- what, it's if, not so what much. if any of this is just Jerry Jones – Turning up the heat a bit on Dak Prescott when they think they have a Super Bowl window. When they think right now we can win, and I don't mind if my quarterback hears me say, yeah, you know, a couple years ago we would have maybe taken Jalen Hurts in the third round if he were still there. Right now we have, like, if you – He might be doing that. That's, that's the only guy, thing that kind of makes sense sure. to me other than just, and he's just talking, running off and his mouth. He's talking. I mean, he's just he's talking. But here's the thing. The problem to me is not between Dak's ears. It is the questioning. Reporters in Dak's face, oh, <laughs> before they play Philadelphia. That's right. You know, uh, Jerry said they, they would have liked to have Jalen Hurts. How you feel about You know, like that, that right. stuff creates – and they're not only asking Dak. They might ask other players. Yeah. Everybody's talking about it on radio and TV. That's but, just But I just guess, ridiculous. again, and I don't want to – I'm not trying to be the Cowboys defender here. They had an unquestioned quarterback in Tony Romo. And then they said, you know what? In the fourth round, the kid from Mississippi State seems like good value. They drafted him. Rome with him broke a vertebrae, never, really never played again, and Dak took over. If that's your history, would it not make sense, even if Dak's your unquestioned quarterback, to say, hey, the kid from Oklahoma via Alabama, if he falls to the fourth round, makes sense. Trey Lance for a fourth round pick it. makes right. sense. Just to all well, Jerry volunteers life. everything, I mean, man. I mean, he Say volunteers. it, Nick. No, I'm not saying Unnecessary. No, oh, I thought you were going to say silly. Good. No, I thought. Well, that too. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, coming up next, oh. a treat. it's the beginning of predictions week. Ooh. Will the Jets finish worst or first? He's going to find out if they really are Bruce we Jets. Some surprises. Next, on FS1, the Fox Sports Radio on Sirius XM. I am a New Yorker. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Wow, you are in for a treat. Welcome to the first day of Predictions Week. These predictions, mind you, are in stone. Yep. And you will be staked to them for the rest of the year. So if you predict, say, out of the blue, a Raiders-Cardinals Super Bowl, just because the team that hosted the Super Bowl had gone to the Super Bowl in consecutive years, you will be mocked mercilessly for months. We will predict every conference, every award, and every playoff game. And we start today with the AFC East. Nick, take it away. 4-1 4-1 to one from the AFC East, one of the most intriguing divisions in sports. We have mocked Kevin Wilds all offseason, saying the Patriots are more likely to finish last than finish first. And while I do not have them finishing first, I do not have them finishing last. Let's go. Coming in last in the AFC East, the New York Jets, Thank the you. most overrated seven-win team I've ever seen in NFL history. <laughs> Five of those seven wins came against backup or third-string quarterbacks. But wait, Nick, you're underrating the fact that they have the 12th best receiver in football. No, I think I'm rating it exactly right along with the 
to be 40-year-old quarterback, but he was awesome this offseason. He was nice to his teammates, I guess. <laughs> Number three in the division, the New England Patriots. Yeah. Listen, they won eight games last year with his wild says a defensive coordinator, cosplaying as an offensive coordinator. That should be better, but they still have a very hard ceiling thanks to McCorkle Jones. I do trust Belichick in the defense, but not quite good enough to be in the playoff team. Back in the playoffs, but not a divisional champion, the Buffalo Bills. I'm not sure if the Super Bowl banner makes sense, but a wild card banner might. I do think they'll be a playoff team. I don't think the Diggs-Allen drama is nonsense. I think it is a reason to be very concerned. <laughs> very concerned, as Sean McDermott told us. Also, does anyone know when Von Miller's coming back? And that leaves us to number one, the wow. Miami Dolphins, a team mm. that when their quarterback was healthy last year looked like a top three offense. I love the addition of Vic Fangio on the defensive side of the ball. And at some point this year, they will be getting Jalen Ramsey. That should be a nice shot in the arm come December. I like the Dolphins roster. I love the coach. I can trust the quarterback just enough as long as he's healthy. Their coach is my AFC East one through four. Well, first of all, nothing excites me more than preseason predictions. Yes. Ah, yes. <laughs> really, we waited for you to I be here. For this. <laughs> I am so excited yeah. about this week. But, but look, nice nice start here, Nick, kind of. Um, I agree with your second and third place finishers. I think the Bills will probably finish Ooh. second, and the, the Pats will probably finish right oh, where you no. have them there. But I see the Dolphins and the Jets switch. And I, don't, wow. I do not want to be accused of being like a, a overwhelming Jets supporter. But there's too many good things happening there. I think at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is going to be closer to the MVP form than he was what he was last year. He started early. He's with a coordinator he knows. He's got guys he knows. They've got the fourth best defense. They've got three really good running backs. They just spent $7 million on Dalvin Cook, and they already had Brees Hall and Michael Ooh. Carter. So there's there's all those things. And you say they won seven games, okay, and, and they had a terrible quarterback situation. You're counting that as a bad thing. To me, I think that's a, a good thing that they were as competitive as they were mm. with that situation. And I think the downside for Miami, and I love the addition of Vic Fangio, that's going to change things for him defensively, but I don't think Tua is going to be able to hold up throughout the course of the season, and that's going to that's gonna derail Tom what Brady Miami slides has. right in. Woo! Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Coach was dropping knowledge, oh, Coach. All right, let, let's get – now, now your Knicks were – I like to think of mine not as predictions, mm -hmm. but as projections. Okay, <laughs> predictions is kind of as you saw with Nick, willy nilly, a lot of football gods and you what know pixie dust and all that. Projections are facts. Projections, projections were based in reality it and fact. Everybody there. loves a good projection. Right. A projection there. more based in reality, as you're about to see, Wild. You're not gonna like it. That's why you took Nick's side on that. Number four. <laughs> The New England Patriots. Oh, gosh. I, how they – the quarterback is the worst in the division by a mile. That's true. A mile. I disagree. How much protection is – we'll get to that later, but uh, they don't look like they're going to protect him well, at least not early on until they get healthy. And um, I, I, I don't see enough talent at the skill positions. This wasn't enough talent for Tom Brady to carry. All right? How in the world is Mac Jones going to carry this type of skill – mediocrity and I just don't see it happening a while so you're last in the division sorry to say number I'm three say. I'm kind of with coach Miami Dolphins this one hurt me because I do you obviously you see the talent there obviously at the, all the skill positions they Jalen Ramsey obviously won't be there they added him Fangio will help but I'm with coach Tua I hope I'm wrong in that him in him staying healthy but 
it's hard to trust him being healthy. And as I, I all three of the teams ahead of the Patriots, I consider for the playoffs strongly. But I got to leave one out. I'm leaving out Miami. Absolutely. Number two, the New York wow. Jets. All right, look. Come on. I love – I got it. This might not sound as, you know, analytical as it really is. Oh, yeah. But I like what I've been seeing on Hard Knocks. Oh, so, God, God, God is The vibes are great. God is getting it. The vibes. And sports gods. And he's doing vibes. The vibes are great. Said there's a lot of other things. Uh-huh. They got great. Well, Nick, you you, you downplay Jared Wilson. That dude is bad, man. He's gonna have a great year. The running game. I mean, Garrett Wilson. The running game is fantastic. The defense is going to be one of the best in the league. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers is all in. I'm with Coach. He'll be closer to MVP Rodgers than I'm to gl- I'm last I'm just glad you're back on the Bills. Yeah. Bruce Bills. The Bills. Like, never yeah. I, look, I don't see 13 wins again, but they're going to be right there. Um, vibes aren't good. Okay, that's right. Vibes aren't good. But they got talent. I mean, Josh okay. Allen is is a great quarterback. <laughs> I mean, Stephon Diggs is a great receiver. Bad job. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, why? The number Bob. two pick. I love their vibes, and then the number one pick. <laughs> I, they, they got bad vibes. You can't use I, vibes as talent. Talent sometimes can outweigh vibes. I, I was with you on the projection versus prediction. I like that, but when you went to the hard knocks as your rationale for the set, Aaron Rodgers hasn't thrown an incompletion on hard knocks. It's amazing. He is not so. so I, Got to take a few points off of that. Look, I, I, I think New England, just because of where they are defensively, they're Thank you. In every single game. They were top five in multiple categories, including like turnovers, sacks, the ones that matter. There hasn't been a ton of defensive turnover, so you've got that continuity, and, and, and that'll keep them close. Can they figure out the offensive line? Can they get a running game that's meaningful beyond Ramondre Stevenson? Hello, Zeke. Uh, you, yeah, well, yeah, yeah okay. but he, he, at some point you got to make somebody miss. So that's a problem. <laughs> so, and, he's so, only saying they're not going to be last. So he's so, not saying they're going to be winning so, the division. Yeah, they, they, look, they could, they could, they could win some games that they shouldn't win just based off of coaching and, and where they are defensively. And they should be better than they were offensively. Right, we just win two games that we weren't supposed to win. That brings us to 10 and 7. Sneak right yeah, into the playoffs. Well, just take the Las Vegas game better. last year. There we, we go. Could, you know. We would have won that in overtime. Uh, quickly, here's a quick stat from uh, Mark Daniels. And I'm not big on preseason stats. Well, no, that's not true. But if a guy jumped over the goalpost, are we supposed to just ignore it? No. So if something jumps out to you, yeah. and all of a sudden this year, Mac Jones has gone from 64% of his passes completed to 77%. That means he's on track. The NFL record is 74% from Drew Brees. And I know you're thinking. And he's done six less endorsements, which is not Okay, <laughs> coach. I know you're saying. Did wow. you see Will Greer in preseason that last game a couple days ago? Did Will, does like Will Greer hold the college completion percentage uh, record? No. So Mac Jones is continuing his trajectory from high school, college, to the pros. So thank you, Mac Jones. You're going to do a fantastic job. Nick, we're moving on to okay. the NFC East. All right. So great job there, Wilds. Uh, I, I appreciate you doing a total 180 on your care about preseason stats from last year to this year. <laughs> I out. respect it. Coming in last in the NFC East, listen, I wish Eric Bieniemy the best. <laughs> 
and I think this weren't the case. But Ooh. Sam Howell is your week one starter. You already have odd, as far as Brew would call it, vibes between the receivers <laughs> and, the, and the head coach and the offensive coordinator about whether or not you know they actually like the enemy's coaching style. And I thought their decision to not pick up Chase Young's fifth-year option was inexplicable despite the injuries. We know what a talent he is and the potential let the number two pick of the draft hit free agency when you could add an option made no sense to me. They're number four. Number three is the New York Giants. Now, they were number three last year, but that was good enough to make the postseason. It mm. will not be this year. Mm. The New York Giants have an excellent coach, a pretty darn good defense. I like their running back, but the problem is when it comes to all things throwing the football, I do not believe in them. Fair. And so I understand that Greg Jennings tells us Dan Jones <coughs> one of the eight best quarterbacks in the world. I don't know that he's one of the eight best quarterbacks in his conference. He definitely is in the division, but there's only four teams there. So I have the Giants, number three. Number two. Ooh. The Philadelphia Eagles. I have them back in the playoffs, but not the dominant team they were last year. You worry about them up the middle of the defense after the defensive line. They don't prioritize safety. They don't prioritize that inside linebacker. I understand those aren't glamour positions, but that team can get got there. And if they do not have 70 sacks again, you worry about their pass defense. I worry about the maturity of their head coach, and I worry about how well they have done over the last two years against any team that has a pulse from a passing perspective. They are a great defense, but that has feasted on some very <coughs> bad passing attacks when they have faced real quarterbacks. The defense hasn't looked quite as good, and as good as Jalen was, I don't know that I expect him to be an MVP candidate again. So that's how you go from 14 wins down to probably 10 wins. And then winning the division and the team that I think will have the best record in the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. They have, I believe, the best defense in football. They have not the best receiving core in the league, but three legitimate receivers behind a good, not great number one in CeeDee Lamb. I like Gallup. I've, Brandon Cooks is the most traded player in league history, but wherever he goes, he seems to be productive. True. And the best running back on their team last year is now their feature running back. You add all of that to the fact it will be a solid offensive line once again for them. I like the Cowboys a lot. I think they were last year they won 12 games despite their starting quarterback missing five weeks and losing two in overtime. I like the Dallas Cowboys coach to win the division. Love it. Yeah, I don't know what to do right now. I don't know whether to tell America to go out and bet all their money on this lineup or to run as far away from it as you can because I agree with it. One through four? Wow. Yes. I agree. Oh, look four, at that. Which must mean this is absolutely flawed. Oh, no, it's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe run from this or bet against it. But, you know, I, I don't know where to, I don't know where to go with the fact that we Coach agree on this. so much smarter. The, Giants, the, the issue I have with the Giants is the whoever made the schedule must be really angry at the organization. So they've got uh, seven out of ten games to start the season are on the road. They've got three games in the first 11 days. It's just a brutal start to the season. They paid guys a lot of money, but they didn't get different guys. They just had to pay the same guys that much more money. Mm. Added Waller, that's nice, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be a hard road for them. The Eagles, look, eight number ones on defense, which which they can make a lot of noise, but they've had turnover at the safety, turnover at the linebacker spot. They've got new coordinators. They've got to deal with success. They've got a quarterback that made a lot of money. They'll justify it. I think all those things are going to be hard. And and it's tough for me to put Dallas in the one spot. But I do agree. I, I, I like Dan Quinn a lot. I like what they're doing defensively a lot. And I think Brian Schottenheimer, as our offensive coordinator, is going to do good things as well. Drew, just making a clean sweep. The same no. thing. Coach, same you had such a strong start to this segment. <laughs> but I hate to... <laughs> 
kill it now. Right, no. may, maybe my vibes are off. <laughs> I, I need a vibe check. Is that available? Yeah. Number four, the New York Giants. Wow. And Coach, look, he talked about how tough the schedule is going it's to be. Brutal. All right, and and I, I look, I don't think. I'm not as down on Daniel Jones as Nick is. Obviously, I'm not as high on him as Greg Jennings. But I just don't think he has great, even though they added a Paris Campbell. I mean, Paris Campbell's okay, but that's your big addition at the receiver. Like, I don't think they have great players at the skill position. I like Saquon. I'm not sure he's going to have another 1,300, 1,400-yard season. So, I, I got the Giants in fourth. Washington... I like them a little bit. Thank like you. you're not not a Super Bowl team, like you've been I saying. Do. But the defense, <laughs> the defense is legit. That was that Kevin defense Super Bowl is no, no, not yet. No. No. He's leaning. He's <laughs> leaning right, hard okay. there. Um, Sam Howell's a good. I think Eric Bieniemy already. I know it's preseason, but I've just seen. I like the way they're running their offense and stuff. Obviously, you got a Terry McLaurin. You got some decent skill position players. So I got them in third, at, and then I got Dallas. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, Dallas and Philly are really close. I wouldn't be shocked if they won, but I got them second right now. Um, I I think the question for the Cowboys, they're obviously going to make the playoffs. They're one of the top three teams in the conference. Mm. But are they going to expect Dak to carry them, put them on his shoulders and carry them, or is he going to be a glorified game manager? I think that's when he's best, as a glorified game manager who can make big plays here and there. So, And then I got Philly. Of course, winning the division. I don't think Jalen Hurts will allow them to have a Super Bowl hangover. I just think he's such a great leader. Jason Kelsey. Tom Brady had a Super Bowl hangover. He, but, yeah, but he was – well, I, I was going to say he was he early in his career allow, as his Jalen. <laughs> he may not allow the offense to, but it seems like the defense is still caught up defense is, on the Super Bowl. I, I like Jalen They can't Carter. get over the cleats. They can't get over, they can't get over the And the refs, the, the, the cleats. They, the they cleats, have been the talking refs. a lot about the refs. But I, I like Jalen Carter, the rookie. I think he's going to have a great year and a great impact. And uh, Jason Kelsey is only back for one reason. Oh, yeah. To win Look, the Super Bowl. The reason guys. I like uh, Dallas – to, to overtake Philly is I think they'll commit to running the ball. Brian Schottenheimer was my office oh, coordinator at the Jets. Gonna, they he loved it. running the ball. He, he's, not, he's not afraid to stay with that. And to me, that's the formula for, for Dak to be really successful. Coach, can I sell you on the commander's defense real quick? Sure. Jack Del Rio. Mean. Just because Brewer, halfway there, you moved him out of the basement. First of all, they, when you talk about worst to first, I don't think they're going to be first. But they were 8-8-1 eight, eight last year. Opponent third down percentage, they were first. Completion percentage, second. Total yards per game, they were third. Big plays, they were fourth. Opponents per points per game, they were seventh. I think they're going to be a good squad, and I believe this is a little bit of vibes. Eric Bannon, he's like, finally, I've got control of the offense here. I'm going to do whatever I want, and I think he's going to try to be spectacular, and I think Sam Howell is going to play well. I've got him coming in second. Yeah. Second, second. I don't. I don't oh, want to wow. vibe check you, but I. A couple <laughs> years ago, I had my youngest son pick Washington's uh, defense for his fantasy team. Yeah. And they were terrible, and I haven't been able to get over that. Oh, I'm wow. scarred. I'm <laughs> scarred. It's a. It's a vibe thing. You know. The they, vibes were really off on this segment. Yeah. yeah Bruce you set us off. Bruce said. Bruce started off. He was like, "Oh, you're pixie dust. You're sports <laughs> gods. Let me vibes. tell you about the vibes." The vibes was on top of the facts that Coach. Oh, I find that. He, he gave me all the facts we about the Jets, so I, I came with the chemistry. Okay. So you got them second, though. Who you got? I don't know. I don't do the whole thing. I just kind of call. See, you're bailing. I'm back in trouble. No. That's first. Everyone knows that when you want every score, the best highlights, and the biggest stories from the sports world, you go to foxsports.com. But did you know all of your favorites from Fox Sports can come to you? 
Announcing your Fox Sports Daily. Fox Sports' all-new, customized daily newsletter delivering the top sports news and videos you care about every day. All you need to do is sign up on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app. And then just follow your favorite teams, athletes, and leagues to get only the news you want. The more favorites you add, the more personalized your Fox Sports Daily will be. So sign up today on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app and stay updated on the sports stories that matter to you. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Belichick traded for two more offensive linemen over the weekend to bolster their beat-up line. This after reports that Alabama Mack wouldn't start in the final preseason game because the line couldn't protect him, so instead Zappi got sacked four times. (laughs) (laughs) Here's Belichick. Depth's important uh, at every position in your roster. On your roster, um, it just you just don't know when you're going to need it. Um, sometimes you go through a year and you never need the depth, and then sometimes you you need a lot of depth at certain positions. It's just you know it's insurance policy that you don't know whether you're going to need or not. You know what they call me? The mayor of fair. Yeah. And all last week, coach, we were like, "Woo, Aaron Rodgers." Doesn't have an offensive line. They haven't played together. So now being the mayor of fair, it's part of my policy platform to say, hey, guess what? We don't have an offensive line either. But, Coach, is this a red flag that we had to trade for two more offensive linemen two weeks before the season? Well, part of that interview, too, is someone said, how did you not address this in the offseason? And Bill, in being the deputy of fair, (laughs) did say that that – we drafted three of them, and we brought one in free agency, yep. and they did. They, they saw that there was an issue there. They tried to bring guys in, it, and, and that does sometimes happen in training camp where you just get dinged up, and not only do you get dinged up, it's the same position, and, and now you've got a real issue there. So to be able to go get two young guys to look at or two, two candidates to look at at this point in the, in the preseason, that's not bad. Now, watching them throughout the course of the preseason, they haven't run the ball very well at all. And, and, again, after you get past their first running back, and I know they went and got Zeke, but it's not like Zeke is going to make a lot of yards after contact. His yards are, are what's blocked at this point. So I, I was surprised that they went with him as, as, their, as their backup Only we played in the terms Eagles of the running game. Week one. 
It yeah, is that, a risk. That could be that could be a little bit problematic. And I know that Nick loves when I bring up Dante Scarnecchia. Oh who boy! Did, <laughs> oh boy! I got it. I won the pool, guys. Yes, before three forty-five. I know. I know. I know. He, I know. He hates talking yeah. about any coaches, especially if they're not head coaches. <laughs> But when you look at it, it, since he's gone, it's been it's been a different scenario for them from the offensive line perspective. Yeah. He did get he did get inducted in the Hall of Fame as no, one I of the coaching honorees. Yeah, you know. no, good for him. <laughs> but we love Don. I mean, it's only Hall of Fame. No, we love it. <laughs> Go ahead. It's a red flag, Wiles. Okay. It's why I had them last. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I would have had them last anyway. But still, this 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 helped. All right, I love, it. I love the retroactive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they look. It's just bad. And here's the difference between the Jets' offensive line problems and the Patriots. What? One has Aaron Rodgers behind that line maneuvering his quick release, his smarts, I mean, his savvy. Mac Jones cannot match that. One guy's 40 years old. Yeah, but he's still got – he's really cerebral. But they probably move pretty similar. Okay, coach. <laughs> he will be better behind that, his offensive line than you get. Your, and you, you brought up the preseason stats earlier. The Patriots last in passing yards in the preseason. Since you want to bring up preseason stats, I was bringing up second to yeah, last in stats, rushing my yards. My stats were for actually from practice. They were from training. Camp. That's even worse. Yeah, okay, right. and when you think uh, about the quarterback, last when you think about the quarterback rushing, it's even worse. Can, oh, yeah. can I just it's, say something it's, real it's quick? Be yeah. And I, Wilds, you know, I every day I come to work. And I try to support you. <laughs> it is true. It is. It is all on my on my, just like you have a board that you say be kind. Yeah. I have a board that says, you know, great takes number one, support Wilds number two. <laughs> but I have to betray you. Here. Oh gosh, America. When Wilds says I'm the mayor of fair and I want to, you know, this is a red flag. All of this. This is all preemptive excuse making for when Mac Jones stinks. Mac Jones is not so when stink. so because last year he had the Joe Judge uh what's the other uh, guy? Patricia, Patricia Fall guys. But this year he's talked nothing but Bill O'Brien's there, Alabama Mac all of it. And now yeah. that the season is approaching, yeah. he's worried that McCorkle is going to stink. We got to keep And now we now it's going to be well what do you want from him? Give him a chance to cook. Exactly. You got to you got to give him a chance. That's exactly <laughs> Got to give him a chance. He's yeah. completed 77 percent of his passes <laughs> in practice. practice. Where they can't that's hit him. Where they can't hit him. Well, yeah, that's what a good offensive line <laughs> is supposed to have. <laughs> Rogers, poised for a hot start. No, next. First, oh. first. <laughs> it's a fair segment. <laughs> playoffs are near and you know what that means Alex yep flipping bats will be staying up late and having all the fun from breaking down the most important stories and games nobody's done what he's doing nobody not even Babe Ruth to interviewing baseball's biggest stars I felt like I was pitching more stress I was trying to be so perfect no one covers America's pastime like us so as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox please make sure to listen follow and subscribe to flipping bats with Ben Verlander and me Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. 
The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Aaron Rodgers made his preseason debut, and it was, I admit, quite nice. 47 yards and a pretty touchdown. 253 yards short of a 300-yard game. That'd be 25 straight if you're counting. Here's Rodgers' postgame. I think we're ready. I think we are. Next week will be an important week. There'll obviously be some tough decisions with the roster, but um, just to work in some other things as we transition now to the final 53 that we're going to be doing uh, every single week. We've held back a few things uh, that we've been taking notes on, kind of in the quarterback room, stuff we want to put in in this week coming up. So we'll put the kind of final touches in the offense, but I feel good about where we're at. Brew, here's the numbers. These are Aaron Rodgers' last two season openers, both L's. Passing yards, not I said over 300, not even over 200. There. <laughs> no touchdowns, three interceptions, bad passer rating. Uh, so how important is a hot start for Rodgers and the Jets? They obviously play the Bills on Monday night. Well, I'm not saying game one. I'm just saying the first few weeks of the season, it is very important that they have a great start because I've been talking about the vibes. We all know the vibes are great. You can mock me all you want, but they're great. We all agree. They're not only great in the locker room and with Aaron Rodgers, they are great in the New York media, right? I mean, the media is all in love with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Coach knows they can turn on you quickly, all right? And if they start poorly – the vibes They're everywhere will be – well, here's what I see. I think they'll split – whether they beat Buffalo or lose to them, I think they'll split the first two. So if they can get one of the first two against Buffalo or Dallas, they beat New England, lose to Kansas City, beat Denver, lose to Philly. If they can go three and three, because we, we see how much better the schedule gets for them after the bye. So if they're at three and three going into that bye week – then they got the Giants, the Chargers, the Raiders. All of those are winnable, whether they go 2-1 and one or 3-0. and oh. So I just think they, if they're 3-3 three and three going into the bye, they're in good shape. Yeah, so let me tell you about a hot start. So I, I had a hot start. With, <laughs> I experienced a hot start with a former Green Bay quarterback. And you better have a hot finish, too. Yeah. Because if you don't have a hot finish, then you're looking for real estate. So, yeah, it, look, it, for a team that hasn't won – anything in a long time and doesn't really know how to deal with success and now there's all these expectations to be able to come out and have some success early would be huge and and they would build significant momentum and I think they have a chance to come out and and surprise a lot of these teams like I don't see it as splitting this or splitting that they may be 4-0 you know, after the Kansas City game. Yeah. Coach, I'm, and then, I'm here. And then, you know, maybe they just roll right through to the bye week. But I, 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 I do think there is real value for being able to have a, a good start, especially for a team that hasn't done anything in so long to create some momentum and to be able to build on that. And it's a young team. There's a lot of things that – that they can, they can help uh, them a lot if they're able to do that. So listen, I, I'm not going to act like I think three and three is impossible. I think it's a touch optimistic, but it's obviously in play. The problem is this. A great start, I believe, to be impossible. I believe. I know Coach said they can beat Kansas City. No, they can't. I, the idea that they're just going to go to Dallas and win, I don't agree with that. So I think on the spectrum of outcomes, terrible start or amazing start, terrible start is so much more likely. Mm-hmm. Two and four is honestly, because of how their schedule ends, is from a schedule perspective, recoverable. 
but from, and evidently this is how we're judging teams this year, from a vibes perspective, it would be a killer, Gru. <laughs> and from a momentum perspective. You don't perspective, think they can be 3-0 going into Kansas City? No. Why? I don't think they're going to they're, they're so win why, it. For sure. Why do you think that that outmatched by any of those first three teams? What I think they are going – I don't think they are as good as Buffalo. I don't think they are as good as Dallas. And while I think they're better than the Patriots, the pa- there is something to be said for the fact that Belichick has beaten them 14 consecutive games. And I do think it is worth noting that last year they did win seven games. Now, they lost six in a row. So all their great young players are on the third longest losing streak in football right now. But what is also true is if there's 17 games last year, they beat – Two starting quarterbacks, Josh Allen and the guy who is now their starting quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. And so do I think this defense is going to look like a top three defense in week one against Buffalo, week two against Dak and the Cowboys, week four against Kansas City? I don't. Three. Well, week three, they could look good defensively, <laughs> but they could lose and look good. They, you know what I mean? They, sure. the, the Patriots offense doesn't play well against the Jets, but they still have won. I think the defense is good. I don't know that, again, we're going to have to, at some point in predictions week, say who the top five defenses are. Because there's going to be seven teams that people call top five defense <laughs> that are not listed in mm-hmm. the top five. That's fair. Okay. That's all. Coming up next, Trey Lance to Dallas. Is Dak upset? A little bit. Ooh. A little bit. Is he? Next up, first, really? first. A little bit. Okay. Hey, college football fans, this is R.J. Young, host of Fox Sports' number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Coach Prime sent a nice tweet about Undisputed today. Oh. Shout out Coach Prime. Nice. I yeah. thought you were going to say Archa. No, I'm sure the that's The way you coming. set it up. I'm oh, sure it's good. coming. Yeah, He's going to be a great promo. <laughs> Start with the end of the Trey Lance era in San Francisco. Traded three firsts and a third round pick to move up nine spots. You gave him four starts, and that's it. Traded to Dallas for a fourth round pick. Here's Kyle Shanahan. I always feel like I let Trey down. I mean, I wanted him to come here. I believe in Trey. I believed in him before we took him, and I'm responsible for that. Um, I didn't want to throw him into the heat of battle right away, but I thought he needed to play, so we tried to figure out every way to do that. I'm not sure okay. I believe that. You tried everything you could for yeah. six weeks. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, tried everything we could. Listen, it's an all-time debacle. 
It, 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 no team has ever taken a player this high and gotten this little out of him as far as uh, snaps, games played. Now, you can argue there were worse debacles right. because guys played more, that it would have been better if, well, you know, I like those. Ryan Leaf as a person, but if the Chargers had cut bait with him earlier, Jamarcus, we know all that. And there are guys who have gotten, had suffered devastating career-altering injuries, Achilles Smith, one of them, who, but he even played more than Trey. But this is an all-time debacle. And the idea that people want to give – if you, I, listen, I'm not like you, you. You guys all live in very fancy neighborhoods. Brew, I think it's a gated community somewhere in New Jersey. I'm not sure where. And if you, if you, someone new moves in next door, big fancy house, and you're like, oh man, like what are you doing? It's like, oh well, I started a business, did this. You're like, wow, that's impressive. It's like, well, actually, the business went bankrupt and was belly up, but then I hit the lottery after. It's like, well, welcome to the neighborhood, but I, I, I feel a little differently. Like the idea that the Niners were going to be like, no, it's okay, because they they backed into Brock. Purdy, who they passed on three times in the sixth round of that draft. They had three sixth rounders, and every time they're like, eh, don't want him, don't want him, don't want him. And maybe he'll be great. I don't think he will be, but maybe he will be. But that doesn't change the fact that if Brock Purdy is enough for you, if that just replacement-level quarterbacking is all you ever needed, then the process of we're going to trade three first-round picks to get a star – what we hope is a star, that never made sense. If your team is quarterback independent, mm. then you know what you use the 12th pick on? Micah Parsons. You know what you use your next first-round pick on? Anything else. And so it. I don't think they gave Trey a fair shot, first of all. And second of all, I think it's an all-time butchering. I mean, I think just the record will show that. I'd say the great news for San Francisco is that it's under the new CBA. If they had made this decision on, under the oh, old that's... CBA, this would be like organizationally crippling for multiple years because you had to pay those quarterbacks so much money. So that's good news. Right. The other good news, they found a trade partner that was willing to give them a fourth-round draft pick and assume the contract for next season, which is more than I thought that they'd get because everybody in the world knew they wanted to, to move on from So those two things worked out okay for them. Mm-hmm. Everything else, it, it's just... It, it feels like there wasn't any sort of continuity in decision making when they picked Trey Lance. It didn't feel. It doesn't feel like the head coach wanted him, and 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 the GM. Or it feels like the head coach wanted someone else, and the GM wanted Trey Lance, and that's what happened. Because to give this guy such a little opportunity to be successful, and to say that that you did everything you could to to help him be successful. He didn't play a lot that first year. You didn't find roles for him to play that first year. He gets hurt early in the second year, and then you make a decision and say that he not only can't play, he can't be on your team in the third year. That, that's a pretty <clears throat> damning assessment of a guy who's as young as he is, who's as inexperienced as he is. And look, if, if they have a conviction and, and they, they really believe in this and they moved on from him because of it, uh, that takes courage, too, but it's just hard to believe that, that this assessment was a full assessment. Yeah, I think, look, you, there's no defending the draft. I mean, that clearly is a bad mistake, no doubt about it. And I even think, Coach, trading him was a bad mistake because they have a history of their quarterbacks getting hurt. Not to mention, and I, you know, I believe in Brock Purdy, but we've still only seen him in seven real seven starts, including the playoffs. So um, he could turn back into a pumpkin. And if he does, and you go to Darnold, and Darnold just, you it's know. Darnold. Has it, right. Darnold and he plays like he's always been guy. playing. Then you, you would go to Trey. So 
I think you you keep him for insurance. Like we know what happened in the playoffs to them. You could have used a third string quarterback. So I think they should have kept him. And they clearly don't think he can't play. Now I'm not as where Nick's at. It's a disaster. It's not because they're still so good. And if they they could win a Super Bowl in the next couple of years, maybe more. And then nobody's going to look at this as a disaster, especially if Trey can't get off the bench for Dallas or wherever he ends up. So I, I don't look at it. I think they've dodged a bullet. But to Nick's point, it's opportunity cost, too. It's the players you didn't get on those NFC championship teams that could have propelled you. Right. But, but if they keep – if they win, it's not going to – nobody's going to look at quickly, it. quickly, Coach, I think we were talking about the fundamental question being, is Trey Lance not good or is he just not good yet? And there's been a lot of – Things kicked around like he didn't get a fair shot. He's been in practice for two years. I mean, granted, he was injured, but is that did he get a fair shot in practice, or do you need to see him in the games to get a fair shot? Is Jordan more? Love good or is he not good? We we don't know because we haven't really seen play for any extended the Packers think period he's good. of time. I, the I, yeah, he's but not but the question is, is he good or is he not good? We're going to be able to assess it much more when he actually plays, similar to Trey Lance. How do you assess based off that small body of work that, that he's good or not good? And then you've got the cautionary tale in Seattle. And there's a quarterback that kicked around for a long time, and suddenly he's become really good. Hmm. So why not give a young guy who's 23 years old at least through his contract? It costs you more to trade him. I mean, salary cap-wise, like Bad vibes you're, you're eating a right? bunch of dead money on a guy that – you know, now is on someone else's roster. That was. Uh, surprising trade shocked fans, sports analysts, and Dak Prescott, who was not informed of the trade. Neither was Mike McCarthy. Take a listen. Did you guys give Dak a heads up that this was coming? Did anybody in your organization give Dak a heads up that this was coming down? No. Uh, we, uh, 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 we didn't tell anybody until we did it. Period. There was nobody that knew it. I, we told Mike after we'd done it. Then you have but my point is, we just want to get it done. Have you talked to Dak since then? No, I have not. To be honest with you, I'm not surprised by anything anymore. Uh, you've been in this league eight years, been on this team. Uh, it's hard to say that I was surprised, to be honest with you. thought that was weird. If Dak doesn't want, you know, we're going to mess up the quarterback room, maybe Dak doesn't hear about it, but not to tell the coach either? Is that strange, or is that just business as usual? <laughs> I was told when I got my head coaching job, they said, at the end of the day, you need, when you go home, you need to be happy with the assistant coaches. And if they, they don't like it, tell them to go get their own head coaching job. And they said, but when the owner goes home, he needs to be happy with you. And if you don't like it, go buy a team. And that's the way it works. <laughs> if you own a team, you get to do whatever you want. And you know how it works in Dallas. He makes the decision, and, and oftentimes when you start telling people about deals you're going to make, they tell their agents, they tell different people, then word gets out. Yeah, the, why the isn't reason, Patrick Mahomes on the yeah, Saints? Yeah, that's exactly right. The reason Patrick Mahomes is not on the Saints is because a lot of people were talking about how the Saints were going to draft Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City jumped over him. Now, I'm not saying that, that <laughs> great, this great Trey name, Lance, like there's <laughs> a thousand people who are trying to get Trey Lance on their team, but if you want to get him for the best value... You do the deal as quietly as possible and as quickly as possible, and then you move forward. Mm. The, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I just I, I, I think it sounds weird even coming out of my mouth. But if I'm being honest, you look at the Cowboys of the last half dozen years, they're a very well-run team. Maybe unorthodox in how much the owner talks, they draft really well. They have no bad contracts on the roster. The last one was Zeke. He's gone now. They, they develop players well. They, 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 and this, to me, if I were running a team, 
Would I have traded the 120th pick of the draft for a guy who 24, 26 months ago was a consensus first rounder who I get this year for two million bucks and next year for five million bucks? Of course. Is it an added bonus that Dak and the Cowboys a year from now are about to be in what I think will be a really contentious contract battle because they can't franchise tag him and Dak could say, I want 60 million a year fully guaranteed or else I'll be a 31 year old free agent and now maybe they have a little bit more leverage in that, okay, well, maybe we'll be okay. Sure. Maybe. Like, I, I I think this is good business by the Cowboys, even if he doesn't touch the field this year, bro. Look, they got Trey Lance, who maybe can play football at the quarterback position for basically nothing. So that's fine. But I, I disagree, Nick, about how well they're run. I can just think of things off the top of my head recently. They overpaid Ezekiel Elliott. That was By six, mo- five years ago. Yeah, but they did. He was he had, he was on the decline as soon as he got that contract. Yes, I but think they, that's the last. They got bad rid deal. of Amari Cooper, who would who would have helped them, you know. So I, I just think, and then even Dak. Remember, there was talk about will they give Dak like twenty eight million? They ended up paying him like almost sure. double that. So they waited too long even to sign Dak. So I don't think they're that well run. And I think Jerry Jones. It all stems from him. This to me, coach, this is an unnecessary distraction. For him, a guy that is definitely not getting on the field, now your quarterback is being asked about, you know, Trey Lance possibly taking his position at some point or getting leverage in contract negotiations. Like, it's just a distraction that's not necessary as they're about to enter an important season. It's a lottery ticket. You did, they just bought a quarterback lottery ticket. And if it hits big, then, then they're in great shape for years But to isn't Dak their, hit, court, their starter for the next six years? No, not necessarily. you got an owner who's 80 years old. He hasn't been in the NFC Championship in 27 years. He doesn't have a lot of time to wait. He needs uh, success, and he needs it now. Uh, reportedly, Trey Lance is in good spirits. Remember, he took that day off when he got moved to third string. But Purdy yeah. said he was in a good mood. Everybody was happy for him that he gets a fresh start. Nick, how... Should Trey Lance be happy? What do you well, see? From I don't him? think this is ideal. I think ideal would have been Atlanta because I don't think Ritter is the established starter. I think stylistically they run an offense that he could fit into if the things that he's supposed to do well, he can do well, and he'd be able to get on the field. But I think he's going to a good organization that is that is now invested in him. A fourth-round pick isn't nothing, mm-hmm. and he's going to have time to develop. It's, I think it's better than being in San Francisco where clearly the head coach didn't want him. In that regard, I think it's a good thing. Well, Arizona wouldn't have been a bad spot for him either because he could oh, go yeah. there. And they could, don't have a quarterback. He could have played. He could have. He could have. And stylistically, he's similar to Kyler Murray. So if you, if you need him in a backup role, then then Arizona maybe would have made sense that way. And and they're a team that's that's rebuilding. And I know they want to keep draft picks, but you're not giving up very much at this point for for what you're getting potentially with Trey Lance. I get in San Francisco. Look, he's probably there's shame. He's probably feeling embarrassment by getting beat out. You know, by Brock Purdy and and now Sam Darnold. And so I get. He probably doesn't trust the coaches either. All right, so I get all that. But I do think positionally he was in better position in San Francisco just because, again, the two guys in front of him could get hurt or play poorly, and then he'd be thrown in and to play. Right. I don't – he – I mean, barring an injury to Dak or Cooper Rush – He's not getting on the field. And I think, Coach, in practice, I don't know how good he's going to look as a scout team quarterback against their top one of the top defenses in the league. Well, he may look great because you're just out there cutting it loose and you're doing it off cards and he can just 
play to his athletic ability, he may look fantastic doing that until he learns a system. It also, he also, if he was a bad practice player, it's possible he's bad. It's possible he had a dozen college games at, you know, not even the D1 level and he's bad. It's also possible he got the impression from being in the building that I got from 3,000 miles away that the coach never liked him, didn't want him, and it messed with his confidence. And that nothing he does is going to make a difference in terms of where his spot yes. is. That's that's in play, man. Well, I mean, Brock Purdy was a lot better than Sam Darnold. Too. There's no doubt. When you get beat up by <laughs> Sam Darnold, it's so bad you have to take the day off. Like I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Darnold beat me up. He just gets dissed more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Bro, we're in the middle of predictions week. Oh, look at that. I'm in on Baker. Yeah! Because he looked good in the preseason game. Well, he finished perfect in perfect. the Bucks final preseason six game. For six. six for six. Yeah. What was his seat? What was his all preseason stats? Here's his all preseason stats. Oh he my god. One pass. And that was a drop. Over a hundred wow. yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. I was so excited about this, I sent it to you over the weekend, bro. Yes, yeah. you did. And you fired back a sarcastic Yeah, comment. he was like, <laughs> show it in the regular season. We're like, yeah. can't change the calendar, buddy. We just watched real Will Greer. Yeah. Throw for 300 yards, something Aaron Rodgers hadn't done in two seasons. How do you explain that? All right, well, in the preseason, ask me the question. Well, the question is, are people sleeping on Baker in the Bucks? Yes, and they should be. Oh, okay. I and I am sleeping on him hard. I'm snoozing, man. I, I got my sleep mask on, <laughs> okay. my silk pajamas. I'm under the covers. All right? I'm hearing from do no you, one. Do you, you have silk pajamas? I mean, In this yes, case, yes, I do. Yes, he does. He does. <laughs> of course he does. You have like a smoking robe, yeah. too. Like That's one of those like right. really fancy yeah. belt. Yeah, like he's going to be good. But yeah. go ahead. He is good. not going to. Why not? Coach. Why not? Because he's not that good. He used he's to be. He's not going to have a run game. All right, this team wasn't very good last year with Tom Brady. They're going to be better with Baker Mayfield? Tom Brady was out on him. Tom Brady was done. Tom Brady wouldn't even show up to team things. He was hanging out with Robert Kraft. He was buying other teams. Tom Brady was doing a lot of stuff. stuff. By the midway point of the season, Uh Kyle Trask will be the starting quarterback. At the midway, you are week seven, week eight, you're all in on Kyle Trask. I'm not even saying Trask is that good. I'm just saying they're going to see Baker's not going to play well, and they're going to say, let's see what Kyle I think that's the only reason. And he's starting, Can I defend Because it's easier Mayfield? to go from Baker to Kyle than Kyle. That doesn't make sense. Why not? What you keep saying if you the kill only Kyle, if you bench Kyle Look. Trask, whatever he might be able to become will be done. Bruce, it's, it's they are more invested in Trask than Baker. They spent a second-round pick on Trask. Baker got the least money of any veteran starting quarterback that in football. Tell you if Trask was better, they would be starting him. They, there, there's this Why this do every time they talk about how Baker won this starting job, uh, they praise Kyle Trask? Because they are – They talk more about Trask. Yeah, they are they paying lip service to a player – who can't who right now has almost no value and hasn't been able to get on the field. But let me just tell you, let me can I just defend Baker Mayfield for a moment? That's your guy. Because this is the best weapons of it. his career. And we and you guys act like he's never been good. 
He was in a road playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, oh, and they playoff. scored 48 <laughs> points. I know, but it's the most talked-about playoff game in the history of the NFL. No, no, no. Well, it's like this epic. It's like no. the no. Music well, it City was Miracle. Years ago just one game. It was January about. of 2021. What year is it, Coach? Is it? Did I? Did it, was I hibernating, or is it 2023? Was it, so? Baker Mayfield, in his career, took over a Cleveland team that the moment he took his first snaps had won one game in their previous 36 tries. One win in their last 36 games. Gotten about 500 that year. The next year, he had a rough season. The next year, they won 11 games, won a road playoff game, and lost, God forbid, at Arrowhead to Patrick Mahomes, like everybody Last does. quarterback wins. And then, hold right, on a second. Right, right, right. No, really I, quarterback wins. No, guys. he had good numbers, too. I said He's 8-18 eight eight over his last two years of starting. I'm not a quarterback wins guy, but let me finish real quick. You asked me to defend it, I'm going to defend it. The next year, he had a 90-something passer rating, was playing well. Forget the weight quarterback wins part of it, but the team was playing well as well. And then his throwing shoulder got basically oh. an amputation. Yeah. And since oh. then, he hasn't been the same. What? He hasn't been okay. the same. So if, even if that was the reason yeah. he's not any now good he's anymore, he's not any good anymore. No, now he's healthy. He was 1-5 in, in Carolina, Carolina with Christian McCaffrey in the backfield I, and then lost the job yeah, to Sam Darnold. This, that Carolina team quickly went on and won six of its next 11 games. That, that Carolina team, okay, that Carolina team Without that Christian previous McCaffrey. year had Christian McCaffrey with Sam Darnold was terrible, and that's why they brought in Baker. It's not the point. Point is, we just saw in this preseason, oh, wait. Baker looks healthy. Yeah. Oh, wait. Baker doesn't, for the first time in his career, doesn't have massive pressure on him, massive expectations. Everyone has written him off. He's also in the worst division in football. It's also a team that maybe could, with some the weapons back, healthier offensive line, already had a good I defense. I can't wait until you I'm, pick them. I, I feel like the way that Nick says that Baker can get back to his form two years ago, but Aaron Rodgers can't. Thank you, like, Coach. One, quarter, one quarterback you. can go well, back. Well, one guy is entering one. his prime. The other one, one guy's a Hall of Fame. But, but These guys almost but 40. Look, Baker should look good in the preseason. All these veteran quarterbacks should look good in the preseason, especially with limited time. That's why Sam Darnold should clearly beat out Trey Lance in the preseason based off of experience. Sam Darnold, the guy who couldn't beat out Baker. That whole whole division, though, is you could sleep on any one of those teams. Who's going to win that division? Atlanta. They have as much opportunity as anybody else to win it. Every quarterback is essentially new in that division. But I don't know if they're going to win because of – Baker Mayfield, or because of you know we could get to the, we could get to the yeah. end of the season and everybody's in that sort of mix of mediocrity so that throw the ball up nobody can come out. Chris Godwin's going to have a big year. Ryan Jensen out for the year though, as far as I mean, well. Ryan Jensen, unfortunately, career like yeah, he, he didn't get yeah. surgery when he needed it last year. But Nick, I am cheering for Baker Mayfield. I know you. I, I, he stopped doing guys. the commercials. I, Coach likes yeah, it. Yeah, but I said it was a Baker guy. We got the commercials. Three no, Baker you, guys. He's got a, he's got a Mayfield tattoo on I don't have a Mayfield tattoo. You know what, guys? I just <laughs> think that there is a, there are certain guys that the media just decides, you know what? We built them up. It's now time to tear the guy down. Statistically, and he was the worst quarterback in the league. You, he was terrible That's last a fact. year. That's no a fact. No one denies that he was terrible last year. But I have had to listen to how Russell Wilson's going to change this season, how Aaron Rodgers is going to be back to being an MVP. You're comparing I, Baker to future Hall of Famers. 
I don't know if Russell Wilson's well, a future Hall possibly. of Famer. And, but here's then, all I'm saying. Right. I just want I want to know because last year the argument was, is he going to start Week One against Darnold? He did, and you somehow still claimed victory. This year was he's going to start <laughs> Week he One, lost and the now, job. You're, now you're claiming victory because of nice press conference sound bites. So I just want to know your your stake in the ground is by Week Eight he's not the starter. Midway through the season he is. So not by the Week Eight he's not the starter. Kyle Trask. So if he is if he is the starter into November, you will come on this show and say I was wrong, Baker's good. Will you do that? All right. Will I will that? wear the Baker Mayfield jerk or t-shirt shirt? that oh. you love so Literally. much Two. on this set. Oh. Oh. It's from two Baker's not a guy, but I've got the t-shirt. That's Trevor Wig. Gosh. If he starts in week nine, I'll wear that t-shirt. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Four touchdown day for Caleb Williams. Oh, my goodness. The highlight was a 76-yard prayer. Nick Wright. It's not a prayer. Rarely, he fumbled the ball. Nick. That's one of his specialties. He did that in his first play, his first game ever against Texas. Rarely prone to overstatement. Went overboard here by saying he's currently one of the five best, most valuable quarterbacks. What? Yeah. Alive. I'm not wrong, and eventually everyone will agree. So here's the thing. Let's focus on the most valuable part of it. Can we show the pyramid? So I just want to know, because he is on the third row of the pyramid. There are five people with him or above him. So take Hertz, Allen, Burrow, the Prince, and Mahomes out of it. Right now, this moment, you have the number one pick of the draft. Guaranteed. I know that's not the NFL draft works. Let's say it does. Would you trade it for anyone beneath him? Lamar Jackson? You're out of your mind. The The MVP. The unanimous MVP. The unanimous MVP four years ago. 75% of the games he wins. So so you'd rather have Lamar moving forward than Caleb? Look, I like Caleb, but there are a lot of guys that are not assured. Would you trade him for Hurts? A lot of great college players who are not sure. Okay, I'm just curious, though, because you guys are going to agree with me. Is Allen? I would take Allen. That's fine. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about everyone beneath him. You'd rather agree with You like Herbert now? He's I don't the like him, but he plays in the We know Herbert is, is a very good player in the NFL. We know Caleb's a great we, player. We don't, know, we, know. we don't know that he's going to do that in the NFL. Oh, we don't. Probably, do, probably have better don't center. Don't turn us against him. He's a friend of the show. He's right. Yeah, the show. I like, but you go overboard. You're just getting way out in front okay. so that we can't Is he better than Davis Mills? We've seen Davis Mills play in the yes, NFL. but it's okay. like, oh, there we go. You know, it's you. like so Mahomes should be Davis Mills. That's a heck of a drop. Speak is up next. 